Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films everyone seems to be talking about and why. As usual, we will be having a spoiler-filled discussion of all titles, so check the time codes in the show notes just in case you'd like to skip those sections. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and I'm joined in the studio today by Michael Blackman, breaking news reporter at BuzzFeed News, and Caroline Moss, author of Hey Ladies and the Work It Girl Kids Books. Hello, you two. Hi. Hi. We're all here. We are all here. here. We're having the best time. Best day. It's so hot out right now. Mm-hmm. It's very hot, so we're drinking cold drinks. <laughs> I just finished my iced tea, so oh. I don't have my cold drink with How me. How do you take your iced tea, Bobby? Unsweetened. Nice. Yeah, like unsweetened. an adult. <laughs> I want to talk about broadly. Mm-hmm. This show is called I'm Obsessed With This. Do you know where you are? Are yeah. we aware? We're yes. aware. I'm obsessed with this? Yes. yes. So <laughs> we like talking about shows that we are currently obsessed with because at Netflix, Things are going on all the time. They come on, they come off. You're like, I'm watching this now, I'm watching this later. Like, da 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 da. Things are always changing. So, I want to talk about what we are watching and we're loving right now. I will go first because I am the host. What am I currently watching? Nailed it. Mm. I'm on Nailed It right now, the new batch of episodes, which I've kind of like taken my time to get into. And last night I watched another one. I'm like, there are certain shows that you savor, you know, that you're Mm -hmm. like, because the first season of Nailed It, I watched in like a day, finished it. This one, I'm like, I can't do that again. Yeah. So I watched almost the, the have you watched Nailed It? The most no. recent season? Do you know what it's about? Do you I was going to ask, what's the appeal? What's oh the my job? Nailed It? Can, can I say <laughs> what it's about Take, too? No, you're the guest. Take okay. it. I'm always here. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Okay. So it's basically um, a baking show um, sort of designed around the concept of like Pinterest fails. Okay. So they will give three right three like home bakers like no one professional and they'll show i remember the first episode i watched which i think was the first episode it was like an engagement cake but it was like a hand with a ring on it and then the three people have to like recreate it and it's it's actually i mean it looks so campy off the top but it is so funny okay um just because i think it's like we're all in the trenches together no one can make shit that looks like that Mm. and the uh nicole is nicole it's nicole buyer buyers buyer nicole buyer yeah so funny Mm -hmm. the host is funny nicole buyer is the host and then her french sidekick is that french pastry chef whose name is like jacques therese jacques therese that guy whose name is on like all the chocolate stuff so the people who compete are not actually supposed to be good at this no no the whole whole... idea is that they're bad (laughs) the whole idea is that like let's see them do something completely embarrassing and terrible that we could that will be a hilarious side by side so they have like here's what you needed to make and it's like the one I watched last night was a, like a jack in the box with a clown popping out of it but like an evil clown <laughs> like a like scary horrifying. clown and then it's like here's what you made and it's just like it's just like a cake on the floor <laughs> and okay. then like everything's bad it, it's yeah. really funny it you watch it and you're like this is sort of for children like you're yeah like, this it's is definitely sort of for 12 year olds like it's definitely like sixth grade sleepover and you're like peeing in your pants with your friends like this is the funniest thing I've ever it's seen so, and yet it's, it's so, so good funny like I'm 30 and like I like laugh my ass out watching <laughs> um, what else am I watching I just realized that uh, two movies I really like are on Netflix they just got added one of them is The Box have you seen The Box no crazy you mm. know the movie Donnie Darko yes Yes. same director Richard Kelly Cameron Diaz Back James Marsden 20 Marston. years later 2009 oh. 10 years ago no one saw it oh. it's Cameron Diaz Great. it's set in the 70s and it's about an old man he comes to their door and he's like they're you know they're broke they're like broke as a joke and they're like trying to live their middle class best lives but like cannot and this guy's like hey I'm mysterious I have this box if you push the button you will get a million dollars but someone you don't know will die Wow. Mm. and so they're like do you want to push it and so they're like do we push it and then they push it and yeah, everything no, goes this wrong is coming back and to everything me now. obviously Yes. Goes, goes fucking wrong. Yeah, everything <laughs> falls apart. It was like deal or no deal. You gotta watch it. E. It's like With nuts. And then things sort of, it's one of those movies that just like spirals. Mm-hmm. Everything avalanches. 
Um, what else? I need to rewatch that and I need to rewatch Snowpiercer, which I've seen like four times already. But oh, wow. it's on yeah. and I just noticed it again and they're making it into a show. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the show's going to be, but I I love the movie so much. Wow. The director of Snowpiercer, Bong Joon-ho, just came out with a new movie that was at Cannes and it won the top prize at Cannes. Nice. So like he's in the he's in the news. I'm thinking about yeah, him. Yeah, so you have to kind of circle back. Yeah. So, was that the same director of Burning? Uh, no, no, different guy. Okay. Different guy. But I still haven't seen Burning, which is yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. Steven Yu's in Burning, right? <laughs> yes. Everyone's obsessed with his wow. like character. It's Have you so seen Burning? Good. No. <laughs> Caroline's like, you know your what? eyes are narrowed. <laughs> You're like, I have no me. idea. I'm like, should I pretend that I'm sophisticated? Uh, what's next? Michael, what are you watching? What are you obsessed with? What am I obsessed with? Um, Well, I just finished Mad Men, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix. Oh, and yeah. I just watched all seven seasons like over the course of- For the first maybe... time? No, I watched it again like over the course of two months. Oh, okay. Because um, I was telling Bobby earlier, like I just like come home and I- I just like to have like a show to watch like yes. very slowly. <clears throat> so I've been watching Mad Men. I just I'm really in love with the characters and like I really think that part of me watches it because like it reminds me of like old Buzzfeed in some ways, just Aww. like the different changes that the company has been through. Right. Um, but also I Don feel Draper like Draper must unionize. Well, yeah, Don Draper <laughs> must unionize. But also like I feel like it takes me inside the world of like white people and I'm just like <laughs> this is how they act when like there are no people of color around or sometimes when people are around and I don't know it's just like a very fascinating show and I really think the characters are like so fleshed out and like really really interesting and I find something that I like more about it each time like I really fucking love Joan like she's such a great character that's she's Christina so... Hendricks yeah that's Christina Hendricks I've never she's seen so... that <gasps> I was just gonna say I just started it this week for the first time ever oh my so now gosh. we need to talk I literally <laughs> used to even I was I was in I'm advertising so for a long I was in advertising before Wait, I pivoted to whatever I do now I worked on Madness I was a mad man <laughs> yeah and I've never seen the show it's about you I've you just never... have no interest I was going to say Mona Lisa Smile is back on Netflix. Oh, Mona Lisa Smile, which yeah. Which circles back. And so, well, a thing about me and how I enjoy my um, entertainment is that it's very hard for me to sit down and watch a new show because I am constantly, like, doing things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I use oh, the TV as, like, white noise because music mm-hmm. will distract me and then put me to sleep. So, also, when I drive, I put on shows that I already know. But you put on shows. Oh, wait, I've actually been in the car with you <laughs> yes. when you were a very it? unsafely watching a, not- a made-for-TV movie. Oh no, that was for you. The you were watching was, a TV show was, on the no, car. No, 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 no. It was Actually, att- you were listening to it. You were listening to no. it. The audio was playing Slander. through the speakers. The okay. audio was playing oh, yeah, through no, the speakers. No, no, I listened to it. Yeah. And you, you treat some things as audiobooks. Like you treat yeah, no, visual media as okay. audio. Everything almost because mm-hmm. so and what the great thing about Netflix is that you can play it um and then put back on your maps so mm-hmm. that you can get directions and then you like put back, you know, you slide your panel down, you press play and it'll play and you don't actually have to have the video yeah. up. That's great. Hulu does not do that. And if Hulu is listening, they should do that. So I like wow, many another great thing. Netflix. You can use Netflix, Netflix as, as audiobooks. Po- as like podcasts. So that was so funny. It's wild. <laughs> anyway, get <laughs> into a- that later. But so a lot of, so Mad Men is the first time in a long time that I've sat down and watched a You're new show. You're like, there show. are pictures? I don't need it. There are movies that I have heard so many times that if I actually sat down and watched it, I'd be like, I've never seen, like, I don't, I never knew that this was happening during this. Yeah. You probably it's can a quote a thing. lot of things now. Oh, yeah. No, 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 it's no. Just like, and I watched, like, the same things over and over. It's very strange. I got, I started doing this when I was driving to college back and forth because I was noticing that the music, like, rhythms of music were, like, kind of, like, making me zone out. So I would just, like, put on mm, episodes of Desperate Housewives. Just listen to it. So now if I'm ever... Driving in Western Massachusetts, it's like a tick in me that has to like put on an episode of Desperate Housewives and go to McDonald's. 
I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm completely blown away. By How this. are you blown away? You were in my car like a no, month I know, ago, but and I, didn't, I put on a I, video. I guess I didn't know that it was a regular. Thing. It's very weird. Like Dan is very, my husband's very used to this, but when other people are in the car and I like slip, and I'm like, can you just put on an episode of The Office? Everyone's like, what? <laughs> um, but I think people come, you know, come around to it. So anyway, Mad Men is I'm actually sitting and watching it, which has been great. So a lot of times whenever we're planning this, these episodes, like we look up think like Twitter reactions yeah. and then like try to find like what people are saying. And then like that helps us find guests as well because we want to find like earnest reactions. And Michael, your tweet led us to you whenever you showed that polar bear sex line <laughs> My followed by the, icon- <laughs> the iconic like Jazz and Masters and I oop meme. Yes. I- I know that. You know the meme? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's from. Um, okay. Are you a fan of Black Mirror generally? You were a fan of Black Mirror. You watched it before. Yes, I watched it before. Um, Black Mirror was like one of those shows where I saw people talking about it online because I think the first episode that I watched was the there was a politician and he was essentially forced to have sex with a pig. With a pig, yeah. And once I saw that's how crazy the show could get I was like okay well I'm in and I have to watch it um, and ever since then like I've been someone who's been like super gung-ho about like um, watching the show whenever it like premieres so mm-hmm. but like with this one I was a little bit late but I think that's just because I've been so busy lately yeah. but I really am like a huge Black Mirror fan did you watch Bandersnatch? I did watch Bandersnatch did you get any good endings? I did not I actually didn't like that as much because I'm just like just play i don't want to choose my own yeah you would hate bandersnatch because you have to watch and choose you have yeah. to make no, decisions the much, whole time that's too much you have to make a lot of work it was a lot of work i did too i wasn't it's very interesting to me that you guys refer well i guess like the nature of the show is that you know the names of the episode like that means something that's meaningful. yeah they're all sort of individual they're like kind of little mini they're short stories essentially okay. yeah cool. like my favorite i would say is the same as everyone else's. San Junipero. Yeah. Um, but I am very partial to the nosedive episode as well, just because I feel like I think everyone is addicted to social media, especially people like within like uh, news media and stuff like that. Um, but I could see like myself becoming Bryce Dallas Howard and just like going <laughs> off the deep end and being like, I always want people to like me. How do I get people? You know, like yeah. I could just see myself becoming that person. Yeah. It's a really, really good episode. Compared to those two, what did you think of Striking Vipers? Um, Striking Vipers, I would say, was a good episode. It wasn't, like, the strongest that the series has to offer, but I still thought it was, like, entertaining enough. Mm -hmm. It was, like, one of those shows that, like, I was watching it, and it's, like, it, like, it just slowly reveals itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I was waiting for something, like, big and crazy to happen, and then, like, once I saw what the stakes actually were, I was like, okay, well, this is fine. Black Mirror has a tendency to like actually sink me into like not depression but like just mm. like a moment of like deep unhappiness like because it's so that's dark that's definitely what you want out it's of the so dark. You watch <laughs> it's so dark but I think that that's that's sort of like a reflection like that's that's if anything a compliment to it being an effective sort of like, like I don't know satire or commentary mm-hmm. yeah but it's kind of an exhausting show to watch mm-hmm. um, and so I you feel like you have to be in a specific mood yeah mindset. yeah but this one really did feel like a weird romantic character study about like what goes on to a so let me just set the scene Mm -hmm. this episode is about a married couple played by anthony mackie and nicole bahari and they at the beginning of the episode live with his friend anthony's friend carl who's played by yaya abdul mateen the second and they're friends and you know 
the girlfriend sleeps in at the beginning of the episode or she goes to sleep and he stays up playing striking vipers with his friend they're up all night playing this you know street fightery game cut to 10 years later they're married um and the roommate is somewhere else and it's anthony mackie's birthday party and he brings him over a new video game it's the newest installment of striking vipers but it's 10 years later so technology has improved you can put a little thingy on your temple and you actually vr the game you know you're in the game and so they start playing this together he plays this like male character the friend plays this female character and instead of fighting they just have sex in the game oh okay, okay. they have sex in the game is that an emotional affair is that a physical affair what is this is it porn is it sex like you kind of go into it thinking like is this about queerness is this about gayness is this about being closeted like what is this but ultimately i mean i, I want to know what you think about this it's sort of about honesty more than anything it's just about because by the end they do they're once they're open with each other that's kind of how we're left mm -hmm. they've finally decided to be honest about each other and they've reached this happy question mark compromise but it's like is it happy and i feel like that's a that's a common thing in black mirror like even if it's happy it's never really happy yeah you know there's something a little sad something dark about the entire thing um what, what was your takeaway from the episode that's like a hard question hard. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess my takeaway was that i was satisfied with the ending like i do like you were saying earlier like is this um i guess like emotional sort of infidelity that's mm -hmm. what i felt like it was mm -hmm. because Anthony Mackie's character was very afraid of like telling his wife that like hey this other thing is like going on until like it got to the point where like he couldn't like the friendship was sort of deteriorating mm -hmm. um and like he was like acting very crazy and like he was probably going to like lose his wife if like it went any further I feel like I liked it because I felt like it showed like the complexity of like what a marriage or just like a general relationship could be because like ultimately like I think that you do get like tired of like doing like the same old things, like the same old positions and like sometimes doing like with the same person, like mm -hmm. even though you can like deeply care for them. And I think that at the end, like they both, well, all three parties involved found like a happy sort of medium. And mm -hmm. that to me seemed like a really good ending. I think we're conditioned to think that this sort of story ends with a complete tragedy at the end, you know, where everyone's mm -hmm. life is ruined. Someone gets hurt and or dead, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, almost in another story that fight that they have in the rain would have resulted in you know one of them dying like hitting their head i kept thinking he I was gonna die was, yeah and i was like he's gonna die or like anthony mackie's gonna kill his friend like or the other way around and then it was a catalyst for them to be open with each yeah, other there is no resolution it's just like the complexity of being human yeah and i think and one thing i was sort of disappointed by which is sort of an unfair thing like I thought it was going to be a little gayer yes. I was like this is going to be gayer and then like there's a moment yes. where they realize they've been they've been having sex so much in the game uh -huh. that this moment in the rain he's like we need to kiss because I need to know if if I am attracted to you or if I'm attracted to you in the game because in the game it's th this heterosexual like straight like relationship mm -hmm. but in real life so it's like what's happening and they kiss and then they realize there's nothing there Okay, but which doesn't make that much sense I, I I was sort of like, come on. Yeah. Like, how is there not an emotional connection with real life if in the virtual game this person who clearly turns you on in the game, no one else can replace this person? Yeah. You know? Like, only with him can you have, like, this amazing orgasm. Like, only with him have you had, like, the most amazing sex ever. But, like, 
in real life there's nothing mm-hmm. that just seems very weird to me oh well that it's sort a of adds another layer to it it's sort of strange uh. and so it's and so like just because i'm like desperate for everything to be gay i was like come on <laughs> but then you think about like mm-hmm. the guy who wrote it charlie brooker i believe is straight so part of me was like oh. well obviously that's where he's that's where he's gonna end up sure. like because like that's his journey but i was still a little disappointed though i did I did like that it was still progressive in the sense that like it didn't end the relationship at the end of it. Once sure. the wife found out about it, right. they decide on your birthday, you can have sex with your friend in the game and then I'm going to go to the <laughs> bar and then fuck someone else at the bar, the, the wife. You can tell there's something that she gets out of it that she mm-hmm. can't get from. Like she gets something about meeting someone new and then like having a little yep. fling that she can't get from the husband. That's and like the husband That the husband gets something out of the video game that he can't get from her. And it's that's their compromise at the end okay. of the thing. Is it yeah. supposed to normalize this idea that like you can have sex with your friends on video games and like it can be a thing you talk about with your spouse if that's a thing you need? I think it's more. I think he even said it's more about porn. I shared some stories with the two of you from like Atlanta Media Response, mm-hmm. and it's funny to see like depending on who you are is how you are going to read it. Like queer black men are like this is about the relationship between yes. queer black men like black women were like a straight black woman was like this is my experience with like down low black men and then like just gay men are like oh this is about closeted men but then straight people are like this is my husband watching porn mm. and charlie brooker <laughs> is like this is about porn sure and so he said i just want to read this quote i think it's interesting because there's a game in the story but it's not about games it's about porn and relationships which is just like oh yeah this is a commentary on how porn may or may not damage relationships and how you can kind of get around it as long as you're honest about it. Yeah, I mean it. going back to your honesty point then it is about just how you communicate your your partner in general because mm-hmm. like there are going to be transgressions in like any kind of relationship, right? And and yeah. the idea being that like you have to be with someone who either can like get on board with that mm-hmm. or at least hear you out. So what I'm gleaning so they're a straight couple. They're a straight couple. And he's having sex with his male friend. Male friend who's also straight. And then, right. And then they meet in real life and they kiss. Yeah. And then we'll never see any of these people again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never see. It's like Law and Order. It's an interconnected sort of universe. So there'll probably be like some sort of Easter egg, like Mm -hmm. in a future. Okay. Like they're meant, there'll be in like a family photo in the back. Yeah. all of, that's Anthony Mack. All of these episodes. (laughs) And and he deals with video games. Like even San Junipero is sort of about, I mean, it is about a video game as well. Um, I saw you mention on your tweet that also made you want to rewatch Brother to Brother, and I was like, I have not thought about Brother to Brother in like ten years. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh shit, Brother to Brother was like one of those movies where like me coming up, knowing I'm like gay and like being closeted, like I only had like queer as folk to watch like on mm-hmm. Showtime, and that was like at my grandma's house on the weekends, and like it would be late at night, and I'm like mm-hmm. hoping that no one comes, and I would have to switch the yeah. TV to the other channel mm-hmm. really quickly if someone came to check on me. Um, but seeing Brother to Brother, I was just like, oh my god, like. I don't know. It was just like one of those movies where I'm just like any sort of like representation, like just being like a black queer person um, was huge. And yeah. like seeing Anthony Mackie, I was just like, oh, my God. Like and so many gay movies, especially ones from the 2000s, are like the exact same type of like white gay guy. You know, I'm... like they're all exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I know you know about gay movies, Caroline, but 90 of 90 percent of them suck. <laughs> no, I know. I actually do know that about gay movies. Oh, yeah. Because I'm an I, ally. Yeah, you're an you ally. I forgot you're an ally. I'm an ally. Thank you. It's pride. You're Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah, I am. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My I'm album kidding. is coming out later. Set not talking about the sex. Would you play a fighting game? No. And you can feel everything? I don't like Freaks fighting games. Out. I feel like I would play a game like that because I, I feel like I always chose like the female characters. I love mm-hmm. Princess Kitana. I love Sonya Blade. Like I would love to be able to like throw a fan, kick like Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. I would do it. 
I would like to see almost a further exploration of this game because mm-hmm. there was so much more into like the gender stuff too, where like he, the friend was always a woman. That was his thing. His mm-hmm. character, he always played female characters. Okay. And so, but like, that's not really explored. It's more just like a way to make their in-game relationship yeah. heterosexual. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot they could have. Yeah dove into but that's sort of Black Mirror's thing even right. using Asian characters yeah Asian characters that's too so both, of the, so both of these like both of these black men are using specifically Asian characters every single time they play so there was like all of this weird complicated like racial and like Identi- gender yeah. identity stuff mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode like I said I'm almost glad that it that it wasn't explored just because like that's not that doesn't have you can't do everything in every right. episode right. but it does make me like it makes you think about the environment yep. and it makes you think like, what are the implications of this? Yeah. What does this mean? And now we are going to leave science fiction and move into another sort of alternate reality. <laughs> The one where Jennifer Aniston <laughs> is a normal person. And married to Adam Sandler. Uh, we're going to talk about Murder Mystery. Yes. Which premiered last week on Netflix. Yep. It's a comedy about so, a murder. Also marriage, though. It's a comedy about marriage. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about marriage this episode. Yeah. We all watched Murder Mystery. Caroline, tell us what this movie is about. In 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Okay, right yeah. now. Adam Sandler is a cop. He's a New York cop. He still talks like Adam Sandler in every other Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. But now he's a cop, and he's married to um, Jennifer Aniston, who's a hairdresser. And they've been married for 15 years. And essentially, you kind of open this movie by finding out that he like failed the detective test yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, he's gonna lie to his wife right. and be like, "No, I'm a detective now," which like seems like talk about plot holes. That could be probably googled. Um, so she sort of like guilts him. She's like, "You know, remember like we had our uh, plan to go to Europe for our honeymoon, and we never went." And he's like, "No, we're doing it. We're going tomorrow." They go to Europe. They run into this guy in first class. He's like, oh, don't go on your tour bus. Like, come with me to, like, my yacht mansion. And then it's one of those things where it's, like, literally um, the lights go out. Someone gets murdered. The lights go out again. Someone gets murdered. And non-detective Adam Sandler, who is a detective according to his wife, kind of must solve the the murder mystery. mystery. And luckily, don't sleep on Jennifer Aniston because she likes murder mystery books. So yes. together they can do this. And they do. They solve the crime. They do. They solve the crime. And there's twists. There's turns. Some more predictable than others. Yeah. Agatha yeah. Christie is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It ends, and it ends murder, with a, and it ends with a, a wink the to murder moment. The, the moment they showed them in that thing. And before they pulled out, I was like, they're on the Orient. I was like, damn it, thing. they're on the Orient Express. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 pulled, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, part of me was like, God damn it. And part of me was like, I'd watch the second one. Oh, <laughs> I would too. I would too. I'd watch them solve a murder on the Orient Express. Because I did. Did you watch the new murder on the Orient Express movie? It sucks. I fell asleep in the movie theater. I didn't watch this the second one, but I read the book. It's funny that like that movie is like a big ass studio movie. Yeah. Big budget, huge stars. Like everything is like like perfect special effects work. And it wasn't great. And then Murder Mystery was kind of comparatively, as if I know anything about the production cost, comparatively kind of low rent. Yeah. And I think it was more successful just because it was way more fun. The thing is about Murder Mystery. Well, first of all, when I went to look and see what people were saying, 
I stumbled they're across mixed, yeah. the Faniston community. <laughs> so that's what they call themselves. Yeah, they're Faniston. How did I not know of that? Course. Of course, they're Faniston. Of course, they're Faniston. And it's like I didn't know what I was walking into before I watched it, but I w- looked at all these tweets that were like, "Our Rachel Green, she did that." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm no. super ready for this." The um, teens love all the teens love Jennifer Aniston. I mean, yeah, Friends is really having a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Like my friend's son is 13 years old, and like like Instagram DM me to be like, oh my God, can you believe she got off the plane? I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> um, but so I like wasn't really sure what to expect because I stumbled into like the Stan community before they I love it. watched. Yeah, they all love it. But the thing is, is like, I, re- I liked it, but I walked out of game night similarly being like, I oh, hated it. you didn't it. like game night? Everyone loved game night but me. And then I realized maybe this just isn't, I either want like actual murder and like a movie that's gonna scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Or like I don't want any murder at all. Okay. But like funny like gun scenes like freak me oh, out a little. Yeah, so yeah. it um it threw me a bit. But I tried to enjoy it for what it was, which was sort of in the genre of game night, right? Like yeah. Kooky like little kooky like murder. No, no, like normal funny people murder. find themselves in the middle of like a real problem. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Michael, are you fans of? Are you a fan of Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and both as a unit? Like, are I, you a big fan of the 2011 classic? Just go with it. I'm not fans. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Either of those things. <laughs> like, I think I'm just more so of like a casual. Like, I'll view Jennifer Aniston projects, but mm-hmm. I'm not like. I stand her or same with Adam Sandler. Like I will say that I appreciated his performance in this just because like, I don't think I've really paid attention to anything since like big daddy and, um, Happy Gilmore and yeah. so like late nineties, yeah. early two thousand. What was the one with Kathy Bates? Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah, um, the wedding singer. Was and the... I know that like in oh my god, I love that you described Waterboy as the one with Kathy Bates. Sorry. That's so funny. No, that's Sorry. like really good because I was like, oh right, she's in Kath- <laughs> she's in the Waterboy. That's good. Um, and it's like I do feel like his performance it was more grounded in a way. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this crazy sort of Adam Sandler. And I know that like, he's played like more serious roles in like punch drunk love, but like to me, this was like another sort of in Spanglish too, but this was like another sort of departure where I was like, okay, like he seems like more of like a normal sort of person. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. This was a nice hybrid between his like Spanglish roles and his like wedding singer. roles. And I think his thing is that he's, he's talented but sometimes he it just seems like what he's doing is very lazy like he's not full and when he's and when he's not being lazy even if the movie is kind of stupid and murder mystery is stupid it seems it's just like a nice performance because he's good but you can tell like what was that movie mr deeds yeah i hate Mm, that movie and it's like and but it's like sort of very like it seems like he's on autopilot and he didn't really seem like he was on autopilot here and neither did jennifer aniston except in a few lines like i said he does this weird callback to other adam sandler Sandler characters where he's like well you didn't tell me that like he does this like yeah the trembly trembly thing like you told me that yesterday but Mm -hmm. like I'm glad he didn't go into the Mr. Deeds where he's like like there's that whole voice thing that I didn't like in Happy Gilmore I didn't like in Mr. Deeds he was just playing a Brooklyn detective yeah yeah yeah. he's from Brooklyn right he was like who's coming home um and also Jennifer Aniston is a similar actor in that she plays strains of her other roles and every role that she gets yes. and Adam Sandler is the same so together it was like there was just like the way they each said different lines was like oh my gosh that's that character mm-hmm. that's that character mm-hmm. um, like I felt like I was watching a lot of her and he's just not that into you oh yeah mm-hmm. the way she says things is just doesn't 
It's like Drew Barrymore is the same way. It's like you're just you're that's like you're like, oh, that's Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, not it's a, Audrey it's Spitz. A very, but it's a very it's a very unique delivery. It's good. Yeah, no, it's I mean and it's Jennifer she, Aniston. She's good. My a thing I like about Jennifer Aniston is that she's as convincing as in her have you seen her like her, like is it Emirates? Her Emirates ads where she's like in, you know, eight levels above first class and she's like, Where's the shower? I need a shower in my plane. And they're like, The shower's right here. Like they don't have a shower and she's like, Well, I need to fly Emirates because they have a shower. Um <laughs> I haven't seen that. She's as good at playing like the person who cannot relate to a normal person as she is I think playing a normal person okay. she's weirdly believable for as like kind of glamorous a and normie. A-list as she is mm-hmm. she's believable as a normie I think in a in like a th- I think it's like in Dumplin', like in Dumplin', yeah, and in Friends with Money, she's very believable as just like a normal. Yeah, she's she never the one without plays money. like okay. the bombshell. The she always just plays like, here's my friend. She's hotter than all of <laughs> yeah. us, but we're still friends. But she's relatable. But you'll, she's really you'll like, get along I'm so, she's very nice to me, and I go to all her birthday parties. But we all know she's hotter than the rest of us <laughs> in this group. That's Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, so we all believe we all agree that she's like good at playing a normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hot normie. A hot normie. A hot normie. Just a regular gal. Um, did we see? Did we guess the end? How long before you knew who the killer was? I did not know, but the movie was I, okay. So I liked the movie. I thought it was very fun. Um, but I did find myself as I was going through it, just being like, "Who is the killer? Who yeah. could it be?" And I did not get it at all. I I think I was maybe a few minutes from the reveal that it was the do- the it was the the Gemma Arterton character, the yeah. actress. But it was like kind of when the last clue was dropped. But and also it was because the my other guesses were wrong. I also knew uh, that there was a twist coming mm-hmm. because they were all too happy with seventeen minutes left in the movie. Yeah, yeah, things were tying up too fast. That's one. That's one thing about watching a movie at home versus watching it in a theater. That is, is you like know the, when you always you know scroll. how much is left. Yeah. yeah, you can see like and with Apple TV if you double <laughs> if you tap it softly and it uh-huh. tells you like the actual time that it ends. Yeah, where it's like this will be over at ten twelve. Yeah, and you're oh. like something's oh. gotta happen <laughs> in these next seventeen something's, minutes. Something's going yeah. on. I you thought um, the way that the other guy died at the end was like I know it was just supposed to be camp and it was funny luke evans yeah i don't know names gay well hip- gaston when gaston he, gay the one who the end no the he's one, gay in real life no i i mean i'm not I, the one who had hit yeah 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 no one ever happy knows. pride out gay man really out gay man luke luke evans yes gaston happy pride, <laughs> happy pride everyone happy pride. happy pride luke evans is gay <laughs> and he's always playing straight men straight murderers I think we're done talking about murder mystery, which means we're done talking about everything, which means thank you for coming and being on this episode of I'm Obsessed with This. Um, as always, you can call 754, call Bob and share your current obsessions and we might play them on a future episode. We will be back in two weeks to discuss, among other things, Ashley O. We're playing with Ashley O. On a roll. On a roll, <laughs> yes. Um, Miley Cyrus's alter ego. Right. But thank you for being here, Michael and Caroline. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Support the BuzzFeed Union. 